It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hi, everybody. Welcome to... Wait... How does this intro go? Hi, everybody. Welcome to... Is it... Wait, what do we say? Oh, my God. I think I'm having Red a stroke. Yeah, Red, Red Wings rant. We're tirades and passion, please, for your Detroit Red Wings. Finally have a home. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I just did that. I think I was just thrown off that... Um, I'm Well, I'm hoping. Of course, we'll find out in a minute here. But I'm, I'm thinking the audio is better than it was a week ago um so yeah hit us hit us hot and heavy guys with those with that feedback yeah, i've been feedback. uh at, at at work i've been attending these um events so i'm just surrounded by people that um uh they know that i do marketing uh for a large company and the entire week so far has just been people telling me how to do my job so i've i've been oh, having wow. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know what you should do? Oh, please uh, do tell. (laughs) That's uh, that's like me. I get to underwrite loans and oh, I get to listen to people who've never read the guidelines before. Tell me how to interpret them. Oh, (laughs) that is delicious. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's probably my least favorite thing in the world. And I know that, uh, uh, you know what? I know that there might be a couple folks from that show listening because of some conversations I had. Uh, this is that opportunity for you to learn a little bit more about Matt and, uh, how much he appreciates all that help that you offer when you tell me how to do my job. Mm. Here we are. All right. Speaking um, of that, let's, uh, how about the two of us who've never laced him up? Talk hockey. <laughs> <laughs> what a great transition. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, that's wait, that we've, shouldn't. We've skated three times. That shouldn't be the first slide. Oh, yeah, that should be the first slide. All right, everybody. So, all right, let's, let's back up. Let's back up. We're, we're going to pat ourselves on the back before uh, we uh, before we talk hockey, though. Um, Mike, major milestone for the podcast. Um, we were shared in an uh, athletic article. Usually... Uh, yeah. Here, here's here's the um, sort of ranking here. Um, Max will share Detroit Red Wings. This is a Max Boltman article. He'll share the Detroit Red Wings. He will share 
uh that other i don't know it's like wwp or something i don't know what they're really called who knows nobody really knows he'll, he'll share those guys and their podcast and now max boltman trusted friend mike we're uh hopefully trusted advisors uh for max we'll get that we'll get to that in a minute um <laughs> uh our trusted friend max throws us in the article uh it was awesome uh did did some good uh we saw some organic jumps without me doing any content and like followers and stuff so max um you know i it's funny i'm like max thank you so much for doing that and then like later i kind of had the thought and i was like he 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 might have gone into twitter and just searched bergren <laughs> There could be a slight possibility that we just created the video that he was looking for. <laughs> you know, I'm a glasses half full kind of guy. And I think that he just searched Red Wings rant and just saw, oh, looks like somebody's talking about the uh, burger. And I better get on that so I get some uh, organic activity on my uh, athletic articles here. So let me fire that up. Too true. So, Too uh, true. yeah. Yeah, we got a finger on the pulse and uh, what we talk about, then everybody talks about, and then the athletic gets free articles. So you're welcome. Well, Jim, throw, <laughs> Jim's aboard, Mike. Uh, Jim throws out there uh, to your comment about <laughs> people people <clears throat> talking about the things that aren't actually their jobs. Hey. Jim uh, <clears throat> played uh, on his high school team in 1971. He played hockey. So, Jim, um, so guy, the last Jim. time our high school did not have a hockey team, didn't exist. Yeah, we had the uh, Dearborn United. Remember, they had to get together uh, Fortson, Etzelford, and Dearborn High because there weren't enough kids. There weren't oh. enough rich kids in the neighborhood. So they oh. took the whole district and said, maybe there's a couple. And yeah. uh, I think they went on a few losing seasons, um, you know, losing to the classics like Divine Child, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was our experience. I can't believe we were even in the same division. That's not fair. <laughs> We, um, the, the only league I ever played in was that summer rollerblade league. Um, I don't know if you remember, remember that, that, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, I was, I was the one who showed up in pads and even though they were just hockey pads, they weren't goalie pads. They put me in net because I was the only one who wore pads and everybody else was just cruising <laughs> around in shorts. And <laughs> we did end up getting, uh, pads for street hockey though. I remember I owned those. Yeah, those were sweet. Uh, we had the full setup. You had uh, the chest pad and the leg pads. You were normally the goalie, if I remember correctly. Oh, I love being the goalie. But yeah, um, yeah we, uh, you know, our we didn't we never we never went pro. Uh, I'll say that. Yeah, we forgot we forgot the next step. We were like, let's do street hockey, and then uh, you know, then we were supposed to go to a rink. Never happened. Um, I, say I learned a lot of goalie like saving moves either. Um, I just would try to get look as big as I could in the net and just yeah. try to fill it up as much as I could. Yeah, that's Chewy, you, you were Vasilevsky before he was Vasilevsky. <laughs> I'm close uh, Chewy, yeah. Chewy's aboard. Curtis is aboard. What's going on, man? Uh, Jared already in there. I've already adjusted Mike's volume, but Jared is already in there giving us the uh, the rundown. Um, I I did. We have so much to talk about. Right, and Jim... I don't know if this sounds weird. I'm going to crank it up just a little. So, how's the sound? Oh, I I already turned you up um, oh. on my... So now it might just be like... <laughs> but anyway, right. uh, yeah. Yeah, you guys you guys tell Mike what's going on. But Jim um, said, uh, watching the Red Wings right now... Uh, Red Wings right now. Why did that feel weird? Uh, lately, it's like uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, 
it's been crazy. I mean, we recorded with Max Boltman a couple weeks ago, and we kind of leaned heavy negative. Then between episodes, we go on a three-game winning streak, and I think that might have included the overtime loss. So we were on a four-game point streak. And what? Now we're on a three-game losing streak? Now we've just gone right down <laughs> the other side. It's almost... It's it's like we it's not quite Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde because that would right like he was switching every night. This this is more like Johan Franzen's production. Like we we go on super hot streaks and have five goal nights, but then then we go quiet for a little bit. I was yeah, I think that that's <laughs> I think it's a an, an appropriate analogy because I think that's that's kind of how the fans feel, right? Where it's like right, you know, we started out the the year you know hot. We saw Soderblom goal. We thought, my God, you know, Iserman did it. He put a contender together. And then, you know, kind of came back to earth a little bit. And then all of a sudden our record was, uh, was it 7-2-3? and three? Something like that. Um, and we thought, cool, we're at the top of the conference. It's like us in Boston. And now we've, you know, had another losing streak. So I um feels like we've, you know, uh, kind of had the – the joyous ups and the the sobering downs um and uh i i don't know if you need to get mad i think you just need to kind of realize this is probably going to be the trend for the whole season because this is probably indicative oh. of the talent level on this team i uh you guys can add another overtime loss to this one this was uh this was pretty i, I was setting this up during uh, the ducks game i almost uh, i i'm really guilty i I almost threw a W um, <laughs> on some of the other stuff that I have prepared uh, mm-hmm. for today because I, I was just watching that game going, oh, man, like I really wanted to beat the Ducks by a few goals, but you know what? I'll take it. Two to one. Let's just go. Let's just get out of Anaheim, and we'll keep moving on. And, uh, and here we are. Um, I mean, to, that, to Jim's point, um, like you really just – don't know what you're gonna get and that's that's the roughest part and we we did get a tyler bertuzzi back but i think it was very apparent that uh our boy needs a couple of games to get his feet underneath him which is fine that is nothing against tyler uh you know you might you might call into question mike you might call into question all that ot ice time for for tyler where uh we're kind of dependent on um pinpoint accuracy and uh, and speed um Maybe, maybe we didn't quite get that out of Tyler. Uh, but it's that you know I'm not ragging on Tyler. I'm yeah, more I mean, I'm, I'm ragging on. Give him a few games to you know. Get I uh, I Mike, there might have been there might have been a guy we just opened the show with. Uh, bringing up Bergren. Um, I don't know. Maybe he could have gone <laughs> for a couple extra minutes. I know. Uh, he, he does look really good. It it, it feels like uh, I can count on one hand how many shifts he's had where it didn't end in some sort of scoring chance. Um, he, he really looks like he belongs. <laughs> um, and uh, that's somebody who, you know, was tooting the horn of Soderblom. And, you know, I, I could see opportunities where it'd be like, yeah, I love him to death, but I could see where maybe more time in the minors would help. But, you know, we're kind of strapped for depth. But Bergeron, this kind of feels like, damn, I mean, what were we waiting for? This guy looks ready to be in this league. Um, I, I don't know if I'm in the minority on that opinion, but um, no, he looks good. Make sure you got that mute button handy, man. 
Yeah, I, I thought, so I forgot I have my own microphone. So I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get this all set up before I bring it up on the screen. And then, of course, uh, the audio played in the background. Uh, we're watching right now Bergeron's first goal as a Detroit Red Wing. Hey, hey, I muted you. Stop unmuting, you piece of garbage. You can't mute uh, Ken Daniels, man. <laughs> apparently um now i mean a lot of things went right here for uh jb here uh to net one but i think it's it's fine to call out that uh that our boy is in the right space uh this is a heads up play if you've ever seen one i mean you you can't just let this thing slide between your legs you can't let this thing go off the pose this this is just it's again things had to go bergy's way for it to land in his lap but our boy, you know, mission accomplished. I actually, I don't like this replay. I'm going to find another one. But um, I think to your point, this isn't, it's not that a goal happens where like, oh, good. Uh, Bergeron's like ready to go. It, it's it's all the plays in between. And that was kind of what uh, Max was calling out on, uh, on the tweets that I was sharing. Um, and it, it was something to me where it was just like, the skating's there. I think I think we've talked about Soderblom skating, and it's different. You can't like judge him the same way, but um, you can you can see you know between Soderblom and the rest of the league that there's other things that he's gonna need to like square up. You know, like like he's he's just gonna have to figure that kind of stuff out because we talked about like when he's got speed when Soderblom has speed going. You can't really stop him, and he can get from one spot to another in just two strides compared to everybody else's four and five strides. Right. Like that is it's a huge, little bit like but... uh, like Calvin Johnson on the Lions. Um, I know they would talk yeah. about how many how many strides does it take for you to get full speed, um, and you know how many how many strides can you do you know in like a was it like a ten second span? Yeah, because um, you want to be able to like change direction and um, you know kind of have that dexterity to to kind of turn at any angle that you need to at the ice and obviously Soderblom's long legs are you know going to limit what he can do in that so particular uh, realm but he just takes up so much space with one one twist and you got the sound going through man really yeah, oh man through on my side. no just Soderblom he can just cover so much room I think he can kind of um overcome that you know what might be a weakness you know he could just like you said um have a strength in another another light so I just learned if I mute it on Chrome and then I share the screen, it's still uh, obviously just played the audio for you. Um, so we're learning here. We're always learning. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to, to kind of cap off that point with Soderblom, I think there's a few things that uh, we don't need to worry about that we learned are things we need to worry about with Soderblom. And, um, you know, they're, they're, again, they're like new things. They're like things I wouldn't have even thought of. Uh, but with Bergeron, he just – he just looks like a ready, like shipped and ready to go. He's a, he's a turnkey hockey player. He's just, we're just, we've set up, we, we don't even need to set up the booth. Somebody set up the booth for us. I'm talking, uh, marketing events now. Um, I don't, nobody, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm doing, oh my God, I'm doing a reference to my own job as if other people live the same day I live today. It was so stupid, but yeah, it's still turnkey hockey player that that still works uh we're, we were ready to go when he when he got shipped up uh <laughs> i see uh curtis is met bound and determined to get in trouble today uh jared with just the straight up lol uh now bergeron's great soderblom i think we're happy with um 
I'll, I'll try and look for that replay too on what I thought was Berggren's like real play of the week again, like awesome. He puts a goal in the back of the net, but there's other things that he's doing. Um, Jim calling out, let's take a look at that Rasmussen goal, Mike, because we, I, I feel like, I feel like this isn't too, I'm going to, I'm going to like jump into some hyperbole here or some hyperbole and all right, like we all dreamed of Rasmussen being this player. Like I, I'm not, I'm not being. This is this is not incorrect, right? Like we we all thought that Rasmussen was gonna come in and be this power forward that can use some skill and dance around some guys with a mix of of power and skill. And um, goddamn, like this is what what we're about to show off and talk about. And to Jim's point about uh, bringing up this goal, like. This was everything we we ever wanted, and and we got it. Oh, it's what God. this team is. It's what this team has always wanted, Matt, or at least like this fan base too. Like a power, a power scorer. Um, and yeah, Rass, he, he I, I, I'm I'm optimistic. Maybe we'll see uh, more of this here in the the near future. But yeah, it's just him completely controlling the play, having a player you know on his back like like a monkey. Um, you know, he's completely unbothered um you know by that presence and he's still able to whip around boom center of the circle and get that goal in so <sighs> yeah i mean we can hope I, I i would like to see more of that um yeah it's just like i mean to me i think we've seen a much improved rasmussen i mean at the start of the year like him playing together with sunny and sunny had a great game uh too yesterday but him playing with sunny and soderblom to start like we almost might want to rethink what was going on there and just kind of say to ourselves, oh, man, Rasmussen was, was doing a lot to carry that line. And we saw that in the advanced analytics. But, like, everything that you saw in him being able to carry the play uh, as well as he could and, and maybe, you know, to, to say, like, oh, the, the improvements that we've seen from Rasmussen, if we had to, you know, I, I, let me ask everybody in here. I mean, if, if we had to pick a guy who's the most improved player, uh, from last year to this, from what we've seen so far this season, and what are we, 16 games in, I'm I'm picking Rasmussen easy peasy. And this is another one, too, where it's like we've seen the little things from Rasmussen. This is the easy stuff to show off, um, to be like, see, pucks go in the back of the net. But you've seen a more powerful Rasmussen. You've seen a better skating Rasmussen this year. You've seen a guy that has been using the body like he always should have been. And I think this came with, probably the experience and and knowledge of knowing how to use your body but he's he's probably put some bulk on there too that's uh yeah um i mean we've seen uh you know we've talked about two players um bear grin so i'm i've started calling the Onitin, uh the dancing bear but yeah there he is bear grin um yeah jared know, called that out that that pretty, hurts me uh, every single time. I have not gotten used to it. I love bear grin. That that makes me think of a happy bear. I like that a lot. <laughs> um, no, just uh, two completely different ways to you know make space um, to generate you know scoring opportunities with bear grin. You know, kind of more of the quickness, uh, a little more creativity with the stick handling, and you know, Ras, dude, you got a gigantic body. Use it, man. Create some space, and um, you know he's able to do it here. Like you said, he, he kind of took uh, the last couple weeks of last season. He's he's channeled it into this season. Um, so yeah, I I think he could definitely be one of the guys most improved so far. I, I think that's a well deserved recognition. We, 
we have two votes from Johnny P and Chewy, and I think it's fair, but I don't know if we if this works for the game. Can we say uh, Kubelik? Well, oh yeah. Do you know what I, I mean? We, like, because we had it. You had it more Red Wing oriented, but they're talking like hockey player oriented, and I mean, yeah, this guy was he was. He was in the dumpster. I mean, nobody wanted this guy. And we just kind of, you know, I mean, walked yeah. over to the game, a, a bargain contract. And, you know, now he's one of our best scorers. So, yeah, I think there's a absolutely a case for Coops. Yeah, I, I would say, like, you guys are not, like, off base with, with calling out Kubelik. I, I always just think, like, this is a guy in a new situation. Like, we're seeing Rasmussen, who's also, you know, has better players around him. But this is our, this is our boy. We've seen grown up, and we... We've been watching him for years now. So um, I guess that that would be the difference is just that word. Yeah, but I mean, you again, you guys aren't wrong. It's a great call out, Kubelik. It just feels different. It feels like he's a newbie. I, I can't pick I can't pick the newbie. That's that's. <laughs> um, but uh, producer Jared uh, doing a great job uh, behind the scenes here. So uh, he actually tweeted out again for uh, for us uh, was the replay I was looking for. And um, so this is the one that Max shared on uh, on his article as well. But this is the one where I just kind of called out like, "LA's got a one to nothing lead, um, and things are just so heavily tilted in one direction." Like I I felt like this easily could have been like uh, two or three, and uh, just we look slow. And I, this was a quick goal to start the game too. Like it, it looked like it was just it, it was gonna get ugly. And uh, Berggren, you know, the veteran, comes in with a great play here. Uh, actually, I think I think we got to back up even more. But uh, he's going to put one on that, and he doesn't stop chugging, right? Like, they've always said, like, keep your feet moving. I mean, this is almost in every sport, but it's like keep your feet moving because that's you've got to put in the effort to get the calls to go your way. But you can see as he gets knocked down, ref is already ready to react. And uh, we're going to get our penalty called and, and the Red Wings. Oh, I'm sorry. This is actually going to come. So Berg's going to get knocked down twice. So I guess I, I'm, I'm, I'm misremembering this uh, replay here. Uh, so as Berg's gets knocked down, he gets into the board battle to get the puck back. And now he's going to get tripped up. So he gets tripped up for the second time. And it almost feels like the refs are like, all right, I guess now we got to call this thing. But again, I jokingly threw it out there. The veteran... Berggren, of course, he does have a, quite a few years of professional hockey under his belt at this point. But, like, when we, we talked about and we said, this is turnkey, you know, minor league hockey player. He's good to go. Like, this is the kind of stuff that makes the difference. This is the kind of stuff that I would say would have earned him more time in overtime against the Ducks. And maybe we don't roll out. <laughs> Injured, getting used to the game again, Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, uh... that, was de that definitely felt like a pedigree situation. Um, I, I, if 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 you want to go off the recency bias and guys who've you know had an impact um, offensively for this team, uh, it's like, dude, it's it's Berggren and the Pips right now. Um, I mean, this guy's he's he's looked really good. Um, but like for that move that that um effort along the boards that definitely looks like something out of the Peron like school of hockey because I, I i can't tell you how much i like watching that guy make plays like that too where it's just even if it's maybe not like um goal like a uh, uh, a situation where you think a goal is actually going to go in he's just putting pressure on people and drawing penalties uh 
But I think, Bear, you know, I, now I'm going to start saying Bear Grin. Thank you, uh, uh, Ken. Um, yeah, it looks like Bear Grin's definitely uh, apprenticed himself um, to that idea. So it's uh, man, something something I'm pretty happy about. Um, I did want to pull up because everybody's calling out, you know, we're talking about most improved players. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to go in that other direction. Uh, and everybody kind of has the same guy in mind. So I'm going to Evolving oh, Hockey no. right now. That's my hesitation. So I can kind of pull these up. Uh, because it's always one thing, right? When we play the eyeball test and a lot of people, when they play the eyeball test, uh, their main concern is, uh, production. So, oh, are you mm. pulling up cider? No. Oh my God. You monster. Michael, how, d how dare you? How, how could you besmirch the name of our darling, our darling angel, uh, who's just fine. He's, he's no Mata. Uh, oh, Andrew Cop, Mike. Yeah. So I think this is in the realm, and this is where everybody's uh, heads are at right now, is we pick up a Kubelik, right, for two and a half. And uh, we also picked up uh, Andrew Cop. And I think you and I, Mike, uh, we were kind of talking about maybe, you know, bringing over Trocek, who uh, went over to the Rangers. Rangers uh, were upgrading. Yeah. <laughs> arguably. Arguably. I, I haven't looked at uh, how he's doing this year. But um, here we are. Mike, uh, easily one of the worst Rapham charts you're going to see on Evolving Hockey for anybody listening to the podcast. So uh, this has been uh, this has been pretty heavy in, uh, in uh, the visuals here. So you guys got to head over to YouTube and hit that subscribe button. Now on the Red Wings Rant YouTube channel. That's right. Uh, we Oh, I got to change our overlay. We're not at BOD Hockey anymore. We are at Red Wings Rant. Um, it's so funny. I just got to say, I'm an idiot because we did that and we've just been eating up new followers and subscribers. So I'm, I'm an idiot. Um, any hoozles? Yeah. So basically the point I was coming to for the podcast listeners was uh, Andrew Cop not producing a lot. Also sucks ass in every facet of the game. And you guys can go to evolvinghockey.com and check out Andrew Cop's Rapham chart. Bottom. How do we? Oh, my God. I mean, we're looking at the bottom uh, how do we want to say this like bottom 30 percent for almost everything here for goals four per 60 expected goals four per 60 Corsi four per 60 the expected goals against per 60 um i don't know and we brought this guy in like it was like all right we're not gonna get a ton of production out of andrew cop uh it's because he's a great two-way center and look i'm not saying we're decided like this is a failure but I can decidedly say that so far it's been super suck ass and uh, not fun. So, yeah, I, I went down to uh, the bottom of the barrel for my description. <laughs> Gone them suck ass. But I feel like it applies. God damn it. I mean, it, it has been incredibly disappointing. Chewie's, Chewie's right there, too. Cop has been disappointing. Um, great forward have, cop, uh... cop sucks. Bert needs to be traded. Whoa. Oh man. I wasn't ready for that. Gray. <laughs> Johnny P does throw out there. I'm not ready to give up on cop. Well, God damn. I hope not Johnny P. Uh, think, he did uh, have I core surgery, just, but I'm not uh, far off. I think you're just being a little too critical on the copper. I mean, he does have two more points than cider and he's got a better plus. What, you... yeah, what are we, what are we comparing him to cider for? What are you... <laughs> I'm just saying the Golden Goose does not look like a Norris Trophy winner. He's looked like he's 
out of right. struggling in his sophomore season. Just saying. He's he's not he's not he's not we're, been a Norris candidate. Jared, we're going back to back on your comments here. Uh I like Jared's thought though. Cop needs to suit up in the you player guys, seats. He had, in he the had core surgery. He's he still thinks it's the summer right now. He doesn't know where he's at. Now it's cold. He's very confused. I, I'm willing to be a little more patient with this guy. Yeah. Uh yeah. but about, Hate cider. Boo! Dude. How do we trade him for Zegris? Yeah, Jared, get that slander out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was going to say, like, two minutes later, Jared threw out there, Mike hates cider. And I was going to say, Mike doesn't hate cider. And before I could get to this comment, you went on your little Red Wings rant. Um, Mike, you were, oh, my God, are you so, I, you can call it a sophomore slump, but what, what are we doing? <laughs> what are you, uh, I thought we expected more out of this guy. I didn't know he's just going to be okay. He's been okay. He hasn't been a Norris candidate. He, he hasn't been the best defender on our own team. I think Mata or, or even Heronic has taken that role. Oh, I mean, you're you're not wrong with what we're seeing so far, but I think it's fair to say, like, to make sure you say and to throw the asterisks on there, so far, Bored Cider has not been blah de blah. Like that's we're we're not out of that realm. What are we quibbling about? He's the third best defender on this team right now, and we had expectations for him to be one of the top ten in the whole league. All right, listen, you. Oh, are you going to J-Fresh me? Are you going to try to J-Fresh me, Matt? Look at that. Look at those beautiful, light-colored bars. Matt, why'd you pull pulled up, up... Uh, Macar? Oh, wait, that's cider. I <laughs> uh, pulled up more Mo cider for all the podcast listeners. Look, it's not much better for Mo, all right? But, Sherat... Can I, can I just say, look, if, if we're going to trash cop, I'm just saying yeah. it's early, and we're going to make the same excuse for cider. It's, it's early. It's not a sophomore slump. He's still... You know, he's still getting out of his season two diapers. Let him figure it out. You know? Look, this is, I'm pulling up Ben Sherratt's wrap him chart right now. Arguably yeah. worse than what we saw from Danny DeKaiser. And I know a lot of you are going to get up in arms because he does bring a lot of physicality. But in the long and short of it, when Ben Sherratt is on the ice, he gives up. He's putting less chances on the board. He's giving up more chances. It's just... Matt, I don't know, like that's the, the truth. Plan. So I want to throw that out there. Um, I feel like I'm leaning heavy into like defending cider right now, but um, yeah, it's just it's it's. I think it's just the difference. Um, like you expect, you expect to see Norris out of cider, right? And we have not seen anything that would put him in that conversation so far this year. I mean, of course, I shouldn't say we haven't seen anything. We've seen. You know what, Mike? You know what's funny? Probably the thing that I said to uh, Max Boltman, where I was like, "We've seen flashes of last year's Mo Cider," and Max was like, "No, I think I think Mo's been great. I think he's been great in every facet of the game." Anyway, um, I'm still bitter about that comment because uh, then Max wrote an article like a day later about <laughs> how, how Cider is having a sophomore slump. But I, I mean, Max, I love you. I hope you. I, if you are listening, I just um, I saw that. I love you, but I saw that. Um, you, you where, did, where was you I? You did verbally undress my brother and then steal his idea the next day. <laughs> I wouldn't say steal his idea. I'm I kidding. Think, um, I'm, I'm being hyperbolic. Um, but what was I? Where was I going with that? Oh, right. So you want Norris out of Mo Cider, but I think it's I'm still not fair. That he needs to win it in his second season. I'm saying no, 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 no
no, no, yeah. that's not where I'm going with this. I'm not saying you're wrong for even like what we saw last year was a guy who ended up being ranked in like the top eight of all defenders in the league. Why is that not something where you could look at it and be like, hey, you know what? He should he's getting experience. We saw a guy that really took command every time he was on the ice. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. saying he's definitely winning it this year. Like we could say probably about, you know, like you could have said that about Kale McCarr. Nobody's going to be like, <laughs> you idiot. No, he's he's probably going to be in the running for MVP awards, or at least we were thinking that now it's probably uh, Darlene. But that's neither here nor there. That's not the point I'm making. Point I'm making is that it wouldn't have been far-fetched for you to say, I'm not going to be shocked if more insiders in the Norris conversation this year. So if that statement's not far-fetched, and maybe maybe you guys could throw it in the chat. Maybe you're like, no, that would have been crazy to, to think that I feel like for There's Cider. a lot of preamble. There's a point coming, everyone. Don't worry. This is it takes a lot for Matt to get his points out. We know, and I'm man. on your side. The funniest 200 episodes. We know. The right, funniest let's... part is that yeah. I'm on your side right now, but now what? I kind of want to I kind of want to change my point like midway. No. All right. No. You're already in. So the problem is that you have those high expectations. Cider isn't necessarily like performing as the worst defenseman on the team. Cop comes in as your I'm I I just this is supposed to even out like this this top six this is supposed to give us that you know oh we could we could crush you when our when our top six starts rolling and that's because we got a guy who's playing that two-way game uh the coppers heading out there and instead it's been suck ass so i (laughs) it's like that's the difference like it's it's mo cider has not been suck ass but he just hasn't performed to like in the you know oh he's not in the top 20 defensemen right now or top 10 defensemen no he's not there right now but andrew cop is hurting the second line <laughs> statistically and we saw a couple of cute passes where it was like oh look the no look pass but again i would just lean on the fact that before he came in when we were all looking at the production numbers from him the last couple of years everybody followed that up with like you know it's it's this two-way game that's what keeps him here and um you know i'm gonna stick i'm gonna stick with it so far suck ass so far it's it's uh, been the opposite of the kubelik contract (laughs) listen i'm willing to be patient with this guy but i would like it noted that as soon as we got the lineups together at the start of the season um, I was the first one who said, "Hey, maybe we can uh, upgrade the Andrew Cop position." No, you. Oh, we just signed him. Like, no, you guys, this shouldn't be the number two are, center. But can I? Are you sure about that? Are you sure you're not? Yeah, we need to go to the tapes because I definitely I, said that. I thought that was you saying that about Ben Sherratt. No. No. I said it about Andrew Cop. I was not super excited, but I'm still willing to be patient. I don't think he's quite. We haven't seen peak Andrew Cop. We've still seen him yeah, kind of. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Like. I mean, we've seen peak Mo Sider. I mean, this is as good as it gets. But uh, no, kidding. Um, okay, I do have to call this out because I'm guilty. So normally I don't like being too mean, <laughs> but I was super mean on Twitter uh, to Andrew Cop because Gray throws out there. Has anybody noticed Cop has a a dumb look on his face at all times? Now, here's I kind of went a cuter route. I, uh, I'm going to do a quick uh, Google search here and see if I can pull this up so I can just kind of ramble on a little bit here till I can share my screen. Um, 
this is all I see now, and it's coming, everybody. This is all I see when they do close-ups of cop, breath. like with, with uh. We can't wait any, to see your Google search results. Anything like at uh, between face-offs uh, when they're doing those close-ups of him on the bench. Uh, this this is it. This is all I see is caveman SpongeBob, <laughs> <laughs> and it not a bad look. It can't be unseen. Good. It's it's definitely I'm going a cuter route than gray here, but this is what Andrew Cop looks like to me. He's always his mouth's always open. He kind of has that the same looking jaw. I love oh man if if we could get some Red Wings listening, uh, and it was Andrew Cop, I'm I can't apologize enough, but I mean to look like SpongeBob of all characters, that's not so bad. No. Do we have to get the ads out there by the way? Uh yeah, I guess we could. We could we could roll through that. I'm, well, let's talk about marinade for a sec. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again, and thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for a season of a lifetime. New customers can bet five dollars on any team and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they win. Guys, we got uh, Wings and Canadians coming up. Want to get that $200 in free bets? If that wasn't enough excitement, you could turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. About $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. <laughs> All right, Jared threw this out there, and I just realized it too. Jared goes, "Wait, did they just say the wings and Canadian?" Yeah, this is this is from uh, October fourteenth. That's that's where that ad came from. Oh no, Matt. Um, Gray uh, thrown out there. I thought it was more of a Homer Simpson, but God damn it, that's funny. That's good. I'm I'm glad I'm glad we're laughing because Jim Jim's making me feel absolutely awful right now. Jim throws out there, Matt, be nice to cop. <laughs> um yeah i'm uh i feel bad now i'm sorry jim i take it back he doesn't look like caveman spongebob <laughs> all right well what, what do we do if we put all these slides together i feel like we haven't really touched maybe on we anything should, uh, here. yeah let's maybe go through a few of them here um let's let's uh let's pause a little bit here because um as we all know reverse retros are out you guys know how i feel like, if you, all right, just to recap for anybody oh, new to the show, uh, yeah. Barbara Pole, I don't understand the love affair that, that every... That is what the city of Detroit is known for, is their Barbara Poles. Just, right, just some straight white lines and then some black letters that say Detroit. That, uh, that gets everybody's goose properly greased. Um, is that a saying? All right, so they let uh, they let us see the new items coming out. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to speak out of both sides of my mouth. Yeah. To um, expand uh, my vocabulary, or, sh or just continue to show off my expansive vocabulary oh, here. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, yeah. I, I do think this is suck-ass. Okay. There we go. But I, I like these sweatshirts. These are, these are <laughs> lick-ass. 
<laughs> these are yeah this is this is a uh, nuzzle right nuzzle the booty um <laughs> i gotta say those white ones are uh pretty cool yeah they're pretty cool. sweet i feel like i'm uh part of the the first order um in the new star wars trilogy looks great yeah I don't know if everybody can see it, but it does have the old NHL shield on the right arm, which I'm all about. I think that looks pretty cool. I'm not. It's not. I'm not one of those that's like, oh, the old NHL shield. That's where it's at. I I do not give a shit. But it does look pretty cool every now and then. Like to be reminded it exists. Um, all right. Now here's our hats. Um, I've uh, hey, that one in the top left looks like Charlie Brown having a bad day. Or it looks like a former WWE super, superstar uh, Earthquake. Oh, no, he's coming. He used, well, to, have the, all... uh, Richter, he used to have the Richter scale on his, on his gear. I was really excited to start the hat conversation by saying I so lovingly named this hat the Charlie Brown hat uh, up in the top left. But Mike proudly stole my thunder. Um, it's fine. Um, we'll just keep talking. Uh, I, do get the I don't even know. One, I don't even know what he's, to say uh, now. He's DLC <laughs> now in uh, WWE 2K22, just so you guys know. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to be buying any of these hats. It's going to be 0 for 5 for me, but I will be buying probably that white hooded sweatshirt. That looks pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, I do. I Here's the thing. I think I'm going to buy the top left, because right, I do like my backwards hats that are fully covered there, but also I think I just want to have it in my hat collection. Like, I just want to have... The reverse retro thing i think if i'm gonna get one of these hats and wear it i'm going bottom left I like the little poof ball and like I, I don't mind the detroit script when it's just on a hat and we're not pretending it's the greatest jersey of all time i'm aboard the uh top middle is that a winter hat or a sleep cap because it kind of has that uh screw little, <laughs> little flappy thing up top there it, it definitely comes with a uh candle and a little candle holder i think if you buy that before christmas it uh it also comes like uh pre-burned so you've got some wax on the I, side that's, that's, that's slowly dripping next to, next to grandpa joe and charlie in the chocolate factory <laughs> of course <laughs> looking, looking forward to sleeping next to grandpa We're, joe wearing your nightgown yeah <laughs> Uh, uh Chewy I, likes uh Chewy likes that gray sweatshirt. Um I guess that that's about it. Uh oh yeah, Johnny P thrown out there. That that one uh the original here that we were discussing took about three seconds to design. Of course, uh oh you know what? Johnny P's uh he's right uh, I forgot, we talked about this. Uh Johnny's also not a fan of the barber pole because um yeah, again. <laughs> I don't know. Just do some white stripes. It just drives me crazy. You guys are so silly that you fall. You're in love with that jersey. You could say you love that year, the hockey team. That's cool. Go for it. That jersey sucks. And you're removing the winged wheel. <laughs> I don't get it. You guys are crazy. That is not that barber pole is not a good jersey. We're trying to give okay. the people what they want. Uh, but the next slide is truly terrifying. If you don't like that, oh no, don't do it, man. This was supposed to be a part of the uh, Bergeron conversation, but um, Mike, these numbers. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, okay. So I had a the, the mini version of this, and I was like, Mike, these numbers are not suck ass. And then I realized I was looking at Berggren's numbers and we were comparing them to Soderblom. But no, even Elmer, like, he doesn't look that bad. There's there's so much wiggle room here. And with all of the lines that got, you know, 
messed up there and a guy who's in his first year playing the North American game, of course, yeah. there were going to be some rough patches. Uh, just remember, Bergeron is not in his first year in the North American game. Um, again, one of the best rookie seasons, if not the best, I think. Was it 59 points or 60 points? Anyway, um, last year for the Griffins. So, yeah, this wasn't. This shouldn't be like a shock that these numbers look that much better. But um, or even they're not even that much better. It's everything's like within this um, first standard deviation between. Like our, we have our mean there, so it's not like we're we're too far away to say like, oh, this is terrible. Or even for any of these to say, oh, this is good. But you could see Bergeron is is leaning towards a little bit better, and Soderblom is leaning towards a little bit worse. I mean, um, yeah, and there's still neither look as bad as, you know, Cop or Sherrod. Andrew Cop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, it does kind of suck, too. Like, I'm, I'm just to remove this for a second. Did we not all guess that was going to be our issue? <laughs> did we not all say, like, well, like, combined, if all these guys sign together, like, this will work out into, like, a playoff team. And, and, you know, like, even nationally, I think the, the question was, yes, like, statistically, all these guys bring more goals and points, but the struggles will be cop and shot. And now it, that's like, that's the other problem, too. Like, I think that's why we're so quick to jump on the cop disappointment. It's just like, and, and to your, you know, to your point, too, like, you were calling that out before the season started. So now I don't, it feels like it's, it's coming to fruition is, is the scary part. Well, I mean, he still hasn't really been allowed to be on the coattails of, like, Verano. And uh, he, I'm still going to we'll probably have to wait till like, New Year's to be like, oh, okay, now he had core surgery. We gave him half the season. All right, now let's see what he's up to. You know, um, we, we, we still have to be patient, man, as, as much of a bummer as he's been. I'm just going to keep harping on that until we get through this episode. Um. Does anybody else hear Mike's uh, microphone popping right now? Uh, he might, Mike. I might have you leave and come back for a second because it's popping like crazy. It's it's fine. It's not. I can totally hear what you're saying. I just want to make sure if, oh, if nobody else yeah, hears let, it. Yeah, let me know uh, if you guys uh, if I sound like crap. Um, I might. Just, yeah, we've just definitely throw a quick message in there. Yeah, we've definitely run into some audio issues here a couple weeks in a row. Um, I did want to talk about too. I made. Uh, Actually, let's let's kind of take a look at what we have on the slides here because uh, we did get the question from Josh Northrup. Uh, he was late, uh, and his question was, do the Red Wings suck or no? <laughs> Which I, I love that so much. So we did want to take the conversation. It was like, all right, Tyler Bertuzzi returns. Um, I was kind of hoping we'd be talking about a win today, even though it was against the bottom uh, of the league ducks. Like, I was still like, all right, we could start to turn this around. Um but yeah, it's like we're across the board, goals for 27th, goals against 28th. I mean, that kind of just runs in line with goal share being 28th. Uh, expected goals for 30th. Uh, the expected goal share 27th. Our goalies, which is uh, definitely leaning on the net side, puts us in 30th place. And of course, Huso is, is certainly turning in like a top 10 if not so far, like going to be in the conversation for uh, Fessenham at the end of the year. So, I mean, I mean, I don't, I'm not really worried about that, but things are so bad from the backup perspective. And like, that I know we talked last at, that league rank at 12. Is that just for the win loss? 
Yeah, that's just that's just your straight up rank across the board uh, compared to like points wise, and then uh, ranked like the secondary one is the points percentage. But anyway, I just wanted to cap off that goalie portion. Like we know the numbers are bad for Ned, and we know that they haven't uh, like the Wings have not played great. I also want to remind everybody: go back an episode. We also looked at the numbers for Ned. Like he has not had great defense in front of him. But not so bad that the numbers should be where they're at. So there's definitely an element of like, fuck this in the middle of games where he's just been like, nah, I'm good. So you know what I mean? Like, it's we talked about that last year with Ned where he's just, I don't blame him for it. But it definitely is where we go from like, hey, it's two to two going in the third to eight to two. You know, like that's <laughs> kind of what I see. And it's, it's, again, it's not all on Ned, but certainly, like, the numbers show for Nadelkovic, like, they're the worst in the league. Um, but I guess from, like, a per 60, if you want to make sure I throw that asterisk on there, you know, um, Ned's numbers are so bad, like, they, you know, they take Huso's great numbers, and they still rank us 30th across the league, according to Jay Fresh here. I forgot to mention that. Um what am I trying to say, though? Oh, right. But Ned's numbers look terrible, more or less, I think, because he just kind of went with the fuck it. Like, they're not trying. I'm not ripping my scrote for this team, or at least for this team tonight. So there's that. Um, did it, did nobody it. else say it? Does nobody else say that? I say that I at work all the time. I'm not ripping my scrote for that. Nobody <laughs> says that, man. No. That's I mean, it's in reference. Not- it's in reference to Nicholas Lidstrom. Of course, his, his book still on display here on my Christmassy setup, um, which nobody mentioned, by the way. Nobody uh, mentioned my Christmassy nor, setup. Nor, nor will we. Uh, Matt, no. That's, the short answer to that question is no, uh, if only because I, you know this team is still floundering, right? They're about a 500 team. Um, but, I, again, we have not quite seen them at full capacity. So we haven't really seen them with Verona and Bertuzzi and Matt laugh if you want, but he was the jewel of Iserman's eye, uh, Fabry. Um, he still does make a positive contribution in this team. Um, so I, I, you know, we've seen Sundqvist go down for a little bit. Um, we know Cider has not, you know, come out of the gates, um, you know, with his hair on fire yet. Uh, Wallman's just getting back from injury. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say they suck because we haven't really seen the Red Wings as they, you know, were supposed to be constructed. We've seen, you know, um, you know, uh, Sarnik playing, Austin Sarnik. Uh, you know, I, I would hope that we wouldn't have to rely on him for, for too long. Um, I know you're giving a lot of minutes to, you know, Robert Hag, who's, uh, you know, not, not been very good at all. <laughs> Definitely on his way to... Uh, you know, probably putting in an application where I work. Um, and, you know, Ned is, is really come in ice cold. So, no, I, I, I wouldn't say they suck. If you could be 500 with, you know, missing that many top six forwards, um, you know, your best defenseman not quite, um, you know, being as, as productive as we thought he was going to be, yeah, I, I, you could still be optimistic. Yeah, I think I think you landed on the correct answer because uh, Gray throws out there. Are we going to be in the? Uh, I mean, we're talking uh, Bedard, but um, lottery 
uh, is the real question. Gray, that is a question. The answer is no. <laughs> I, I'm still leaning into, like, I, I don't know, to come back to this conversation about, like, how bad these numbers do look. And we can run through them all again. Um, but I do think absolutely there's an element of, like, well, this got out of hand. Fuck it. And that's where our goalie numbers are so bad. And, of course, that's going to affect the goals for, the goals against numbers being so low because, you know, is your team really going to come back when Ned's given up six goals in a period? No. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just – it looks bad and it looks really bad at times, but it does look pretty competent at times. I just – I'd like – with how many times we've gotten absolutely lunched so far, I would like more games of the opposite. Um, like, even when we won three to nothing with a Huso shutout, um, was that one against uh, the Capitals? Uh, I, I mean, we had that chunk of three games and then the overtime loss to uh, uh, Montreal. So we got, you know, eight, uh, seven points out of possible eight. We look really good there, and I I just I miss I miss like the other side, or I want to see the other side. Like I want to see us absolutely dominate, and I felt like we got that at the beginning of the season, um, and we just I don't know I want I I want to see that to make me feel better because when it's bad it's ugly, when it's good it's okay. Does that make sense? Um. Like when we've had games where we we won, um, you know, it wasn't a complete you know uh, ass kicking like a few of the games that we've been on the other the other end of when it was you know eight to three, but it felt like the Red Wings had um, a plan offensively and defensively, um, and on their special teams, like it it wasn't just uh, some happenstance or some some puck luck here and there. Felt like oh, so this is kind of you know, this was kind of how they plan to win games like throughout the season and, and for, you know, like, uh, um, forthcoming seasons. Um, so we've, we've seen flashes, but it's, it's like, a, I can't, I can't really judge this team because I still have only watched it like one game all season. And I know every team has injuries, but it's really tough to lose, you know, that many guys in your top six, um, yeah. as we have. And then, um, I, you know, I, I don't know what this defense is going to be until Edvidson gets called up because this, it, it looks, uh, like there's, there's some pretty rough patches. Um, you could, you could, you could eat quite easily turn over half of the guys, um, you know, and get, you know, replacement level players and it would be a, a significant upgrade. Well, I did want to introduce two, cause I think this will answer some questions as well. Cause we've talked about like not being healthy or like you know having the full roster throughout there so i created the red wings red dashboard um so this gives us some opportunities to like break this down based on some questions uh so what i did was i went through natural stat trick and pulled all their data for the red wings through every single game and i've been able to throw in there a couple of variables of, of my own uh bertuzzi for instance uh just winning and losing uh home and on the road and uh then we could take a look at like how bad it gets on uh, when the gold differential gets out of hand and i've been playing around with this and it kind of sucks because when we do have bertuzzi 
Um, of course, the unexpected don't get much better. Um, <laughs> it's just like that's what we're looking at, right? Goals for is great. And that's, you know, PK, 100%. Um, power play, zero. Um, this is this is just the first I mean, two games with 2Z, um, by the way. I do want to mention that. Are size of uh, three games? Right. So it's like, what what are we trying to find here? So, like, even in, in the wins. Here's our wins. Uh, of course, he expected goals for. So, uh, basically, because uh, this was called out, too. I think Jim threw out our uh, special teams numbers. What do we win? It's pretty it's pretty great. It's PK percentage 95%, power play percentage 27%, and uh when we're not winning, 65% on the PK and 12% on the power play. So like I I guess the discovery here is that it's actually pretty simple right now. Um it's still that same thing we talked about I think maybe 2 weeks ago. Like the five on five game could certainly improve, and that's where you kind of look at like, all right, um, Mo Sider isn't performing as well as we would have thought we would have gotten this year. I'm still trying to judge it as like he's still a kid. Last year was amazing. Um, we kind of you know we looked at Andrew Cop's numbers earlier, and we're like, wow, that's or I said, wow, that's pretty suck ass. And we'd like to see that improve. But again, like <laughs> it's early. So there's there's so much room for improvement. And when you can get those five on five numbers, which are what we're looking at for Corsi and expected goals for, that's how those are being measured. We don't have any special teams uh, figured into those. Like that's that's that space to improve. And I just, I don't know. Can it, We saw the Rangers take this to the Eastern Conference Finals. But I, I'm I just not... I'm not satisfied with the team that just lives and dies like, nope, we have to be perfect on the penalty kill and also launch the other team on the power play. I mean, it's a winning formula, clearly, so far for us. But things need to start to even out on the five-on-five five game so that we aren't just completely dependent. Right? Am I wrong? Does yeah, anybody I mean, disagree? Uh... No, the power play can, uh, you know, definitely help a, a team that's struggling with five-on-five five play. And I think you're going to struggle on five-on-five five play when you're missing your top six forwards. So, um, you know, Tuzi being out, Verona being out, and, um, you know, Fabry and Zadina still have some sort of impact in that um, depth-wise um, as far as guys, you know, being situated to be in the best possible role on this team. You know, losing, not having those depth guys available does hurt. So it, it just it just feels like a, a you know kind of a cosmic gumbo of uh, things that if you if you are missing those important guys at the top of your lineup, it definitely has a trickle down effect. Apologies to Ronald Reagan. Definitely has a trickle down effect to other areas of the team. Um, you know it's going to be harder to draw penalties because you're maybe having guys uh, trying to get scoring chances who aren't as skilled at keeping pressure on. Um, so you got you know tired legs and maybe that's when you you know are succumbed to you know causing a penalty yourself so I, I i just i mean the numbers don't bother me as much because it's 
if we were watching this team on all cylinders, like everybody healthy, and we were, you know, toiling in the bottom third of the league, I would definitely be concerned and be like, man, this Iserman guy doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> um, but knowing that we're missing like integral parts of this, of this team and what they were counting on to be successful, and they're still winning more games than they're losing, and they've beaten, you know, some pretty good teams. That, that uh, weekend in New York was, you know, still still pretty noteworthy um you know as far as this this team evolving into you know a winning one instead of a losing one um so yeah i mean e- even with this even with this stuff said i think you can start to get that five on five figured out when you know you get guys back and then you know the rest of the team will start to even back out and you know be on the plus side yeah, Jim points out something here, too, and I, I, I love the comments right now, so I, I'm so happy that this little portal has kind of brought out, like, the best of you guys. I love you guys to death, but I'm seeing, like, some amazing, like, analysis from you guys. Jim thrown out there, third periods have been awful. And I'm going to throw out there, too, Jim, my commitment for next week's episode, break this down by period so that we can kind of look at what's going on. And I honestly, I think it's it's something too, Jim, where it's like, maybe it's not just the third period, but we certainly have a problem of playing like 60 minutes and that sucks. Cause it's coaching. Yay. Great. Problems I... from the past five, six years have come back. Well, I don't know uh, if it's jo- even coaching. I, I think you could still look at the trickle down of having your top players not playing and having to give more minutes to, you know, like somebody like Larkin or, you know, high pressure moments for Cider. And then that just makes, you know, them. I'm, I'm going to lean on coaching again on that, in that scenario. Cause we just talked about like, all right. That bottom I don't know if the, look, know if the issue look... that, that hag sucks well, is because of coaching. Let me, let me finish by the, the, like the bottom six forwards have been pretty great these last few games yeah he coached sure sure he coached him up but put (laughs) him in during overtime uh you know what i mean like it's it's like that's still his that's still his decision i mean it's it's one of those things that this kind of i'm scratching my head on josh throws out there uh maybe it'd be nice to see edmondson in detroit after the all-star break i don't know if we can wait that long this defense is horrendous Uh, (laughs) oh He could uh, he he could get you know called up tomorrow and uh, it would be an upgrade from whatever he brings. Yeah, and especially lately too, like when we I just showed like uh, how did we hit uh, the sixty percent? I forget what uh, what I did to this thing to hit like sixty percent of the PK. Um, maybe it was just our goal differential games, but yeah, like like when that stuff breaks down and we don't have great options penalty killing wise that's when we really get lunched um yeah jim coming back to the gave up six goals in about 12 minutes uh josh bertuzzi isn't the answer trade him at the deadline charlie with you josh oh my god josh where have you been all these years we've we've been playfully suggesting that some players on this team might not necessarily be made for the stanley cup winning core and um you too charlie and man, oh man, do the arguments just get so heated in the comments later about <laughs> what a fucking idiot we are to possibly suggest that there's a person on this team that's not going to be on the team in a couple of years. Oh my God. How could we? Um, here's the other comment that I really liked. Jared thrown out there, got to stop taking penalties on the power play. You know what that's going to hurt, Mike? 
it's gonna hurt your goddamn power play percentage and you know what's not fun continuing to continuing to put your pk out there which uh makes your boys tired puts them in a bad situation where the scoring chances aren't gonna increase for you and you're more likely to give up another goal especially as this penalty kill continues to like hit that downtrend uh jared amazing call up um josh back to the bertuzzi talk he has good value command a good haul i like it um charlie thrown out there he's had Um, a lot of boo-boos last year and he's had boo-boos this year i still think right now he's probably got most value as a red wing so he better start scoring some goals uh either to help our team or to increase that value because we ain't getting shit i i think you'd you'd be let down in a trade if you made it tonight I, I disagree. Uh, Charlie throws let, out there. No, you would get let down if you try to trade him tonight. He has not, not done very much. Uh, Charlie throws out there. It'll be interesting. Uh, to, so at least, uh, I don't, I'm not saying I uh, agree or disagree, but it is interesting that uh, Larks hasn't signed yet. Uh, it'll be interesting to see when Larks' deal is done uh, where Bert sits. So um, this is just funny to me because I completely forget. Like, I just put it in the books. I was like, yep, Larks is going to sign. I, I forgot he hadn't signed yet. Um, where, where are we at? Yeah, Jim, dump penalties. Um, all right, Josh, definitely. All right, Josh, we don't agree with you here. Uh, hopefully, Larks gets less than 8 mil per year. I uh, can't see that happening. But, I, I mean, you know, from a Red Wings fan perspective, it would be nice. From a Dylan Larkin fan perspective, I hope Dylan cashes out, man. Get that bag, <laughs> Fuck up that – yeah, get that bag. Fuck up the roster, man. <laughs> you earned it. No, um, it, it won't fuck it up, man, because we, we all know the cap's going up. And, yeah, the contract, as soon as he signs it, it's going to start, you know, looking more and more uh, reasonable financially. Um – where else are we at? Yeah, Charlie agrees with you on on timing um, for everything here. Jim, we had four shots in our third period last night, and we were on our heels. Yeah, especially against like a last place team, just crazy. All right, um, we got to wrap up. We we've hit an hour here. Um, Josh, throw it out there. He's still only the second line center on a good team. I think. I, I, Josh, I would, I would have you take a second look at like the, the deep cut analytics as Mike likes to put it, because there's, there's a great argument to be made there that you, you have a solid, you have a solid first line center, no prop, like no question about it just from the analytics. But I also, again, Josh, uh, I love you that you, you were like, all right, let's figure out who, uh, who in this core we can get rid of. Cause I love that question. I just don't think, you know, Larks is a part of that conversation. I think you pay him because this guy's this guy's your leader. Like, um, he's your first line center, he's your leader. I say go at it, man. Make keep him, get him paid. Somebody's gotta be that heart on the team. And as much as Josh, now you're gonna hate this. Mike hates this too. I think everybody else hates this. But you gotta market this team too. And Dylan Larkin is super fucking marketable so you gotta you gotta keep that guy aboard is he though i feel like the whole nhl hates him whenever there's like a like a i don't know what you're talking about everybody's like ugh, i don't want to play with him um you don't know what i'm talking about we did oh like the exchange of like playing cards and going golf and he is always the martyr i'll just go be by myself okay bye larks we're gonna go have fun um and i say all that tongue-in-cheek 
No, he's he's not a second line center. He's a top line center. We have a whole season's worth of resume where he was a top five, you know, line for the whole NHL. Him, Raymond, Bertuzzi. So I, I I'm not ready to throw him under the bus. And he's definitely better than like a if he ever was a second line center. My God, who the hell did we get on the first line? Because so that would be one incredible acquisition. Probably a ten to twelve billion a year center. <laughs> Scoring uh, 95 to 120 points a season. So that, w- that would be a pretty good get. Um, I think we would be uh, getting fitted for Stanley Cup hats. Uh, Chewy doing our job. He's asking everybody to hit that like button. Guys, if you could do that before we sign out here, I'd really appreciate it. Um, hit us up too, uh, Apple Podcasts, with those reviews. We got a couple new reviews. Um coming in the last week so i really appreciate that whoever took the time to head on over there maybe you create an account i uh highly endorse you guys head on over and take care of that for you um like i said jim i will uh try and get that period breakdown uh for the red wings rant model i hope we can bring this up every week because this really brought you guys uh into some juicy conversation uh hats are fun to talk about but uh you guys are all super smart i love chatting hockey with you guys uh so Uh, If you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button, uh, and we will see you guys all uh, next week. Love y'all. See ya.